Hello and welcome to Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast, where we give power to a name, get out of the heat, come into our igloo, uh, a nice chill-ass uh, comics igloo. Um, it's not made of comics, though. It's made of, like, just a nice, cool um, ice substitute that doesn't immediately melt in, like, 30-degree heat. Oh, well, no, I, I was picturing it made out of comics. Like, picture, like, picking up a comic page, covering it in water, slapping it on, and then freezing it. Very brittle, oh, mm. but effective. So you, you're you going to be doing that to other people's comics? Jay. Yeah, I don't fucking care. I'm oh, too wow. hot. <laughs> They're desperate times. <laughs> well, sh- okay, well, coming you, you in... Know, you um, know, like and- those disaster movies where people are like, oh, but this is the Holy Bible, and someone just goes, fuck it, it we need a fire! Um, Same sitch. Well, thank you very much, um, fellow co-hosts Josh Randall and Jade Sarson, for just you know showing how much you care about the comics medium. I, <laughs> Dean McKnight, on the other hand, um, your your preservationist host, is going to you know just make best of a, of a bad situation and power through this uh, sweat filled episode. It's a hot one out there, folks. It's I do fine. actually, I do actually feel cooler since the igloo analogy started. Yeah. Though. There you there go. is something cooling about it. Just, ooh. But you know what's great about ice and snow? What? That they produce villains. <laughs> That's N- their not- only feature. <laughs> which, which are our, our favourite kind. No. No. That's, that's definitely not the best thing about... The best thing about ice and snow is that you can sculpt with it. And so what we're going to do is we're, we're going to make ourselves a snow superhero. Whether or not it is snowy... It's, it's up to us. You know, we're going to use our imaginations. We're going to whip out the chainsaw, get this block of ice, and oh, wow. really go to town on it. Make something beautiful. And, you know, if if you want to make something beautiful, you know, you the three of us, you know, we're, we're well-versed, but maybe we need someone else to come in just to give their critical eye on things to make sure that the lines are straight and the, 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 the influences and the... Um, the real creativity is flowing in just the right For, way. The form and the function. We need to get the form and the function right. Exactly. James Lawrence, can you help us with the form and the function of this ice sculpture in potentia? You know what? I believe I can. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us on the show, uh, Mr. Lawrence. Um, one, one of our uh, favourite comic artists, I know Josh is a, a big fan of your work. Right, Josh? I am. Imagine um, if you just went oh, right, Josh, you. and it's like, uh, well... I could take it or leave it. <laughs> oh, oh, you're, you're that comic. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I love your comic, The Legend of... Le... Now, this is where the pronunciation... Is it La Mariposa? Correct. Yes, and thank you for Excellent. including the la in it. Do, do people not? Some they, they don't. No, I often get like, oh, I love Mariposa. I'm just like, cool. Say the whole thing. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Get the grammar right, please. So, um, if if you could, please just explain a little bit about uh, La Mariposa. Of course, you know we 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 love that old tyke, but uh, to our listeners, uh, could you could you give a little little blurb about it? Yeah, sure. Uh, the legend of La Mariposa is um, it's an attempt to take the kind of the folklore and tropes and traditions of lucha libre or uh, Mexican wrestling and apply them to kind of a light-hearted cartoon sort of fantasy world. Uh, So it draws influence from not just kind of professional wrestling, but also kind of like things like old movie serials, uh, classic sort of adventure comic strips, and pretty much anything that, you know, I like. (laughs) I think there's there's kind of like a 
almost like with the uh, wrestler of the week format. It's almost kind of got like a Saturday morning cartoon kind of vibe in places. Yeah, that's definitely been a comparison that's been made before. Uh, if someone wants to make a cartoon and give me piles of money for it, um, <laughs> I'm ready and waiting to sell out at any given moment. Yeah, because I mean, there's the because I've been reading it again in the run up to this, and I can almost see at like the exact like 16 minute mark of each episode, uh, the announcers like Scooter and uh, Rodrigo turning up, kind of like that Metabots <laughs> kind of style. You know, they just turn up and they commence the. Uh, Commence the wrestling. I've been contemplating putting like little morals at the end of every uh, story, like where you know, oh, like little proverbs. Yeah, like well, just like you know, there's kids messing around in a junkyard, and then Lamariposa <laughs> turns up and is like, "Hey, don't play in refrigerators." <laughs> I kind of did that one <laughs> Halloween, but I've not been able to stick with it since. <laughs> I'm just getting like flashbacks to the Sailor Moon dub, where it's like, "Hey, Usagi here," but it, sh- it wouldn't have been Usagi because it was the weird dub. Um, <laughs> but she'd just be like, "Hey, Usagi here. Here's my '80s filter today, kids. Here's our lesson." <laughs> Listen, whatever it takes to help you sell out, make that money, get get real big on your your your, your wrestling. Like, mm. yeah, I want that. I want that turtle's money. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! Um, don't, don't we all? Now we we are a, a superhero creation podcast. So, like, what kinds of superheroes like appeal to you, James? Like, I guess it would be easy to assume the 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 the, the buff like grappling types, but you know, is I'll let you explain it instead of you know defining your own question for you. So, what, what kind of superheroes are you a big fan of? Uh, I tend to like two types. Um, I tend to like ones that are kind of larger than life myth mythic figures mm-hmm. where they mm. can just do have weird adventures. I mean, street level stuff is, is fine, but you know, um, I really like, you know, stuff like all star Superman or the, uh, Thor God of thunder, you know, the first mm-hmm. like run of that, where it's just basically this hero and it's just throwing everything at the wall. Um, but then I also kind of like heroes that are just weird, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like oh, this okay. power set is like, it, it's not conventional. So how can I make this an effective, uh, you know, sort of crime fighter? I really like that idea. So, you know, I grew up reading Generation X, which I thought was really cool because I, I, I always thought it was a bit weird that mutant powers are all just tailor made for fighting crime. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I really yeah. like the idea of a teenager who kind of like comes into this world and his power is that he has too much skin. <laughs> And like, you know, one of my all-time favorite Marvel heroes is Speedball, you uh, know, yeah. whose power is that he bounces and that he has a cat who also bounces. <laughs> I mean, you've got, you've got to get the cat. That's that kind of like silver age, you know, everyone has a pet kind of oh, yeah, thing. Totally. You know, we've, got to, we've got to have Hoppy the Marvel Bunny in there. Yeah, Hoppy the Marvel Bunny, um, Red Wing. I mean, there was literally like a comic series called The Pet Avengers for a while. <laughs> Can't and of imagine. course, Lockjaw. <laughs> yes, of course. Big old dog. James, it sounds like it sounds like we're gonna get on just fine. Yeah. It sounds like it sounds like our creative juices are like you know already flowing and mixing well together. Especially after saying about um those Thor and All Star Superman comics, because I'm one hundred percent certain Josh um your 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 uh, <laughs> those may have been the first those were the first two comic American comics I brought properly when I started getting into it a few years ago. Good choices, strong choices. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I went in like I went in hard, just like yep. I'll take the quintessential Superman story and the start of one of the biggest Thor runs ever. 
So yeah, I'll, just, just, I'll just see how that goes. So did you just start reading the Western stuff like a few years ago? What were you reading before? Um, well, I say few. I suppose just out of uni, so... Oh, oh my, my bud, that's okay. been a long time. I, I, I say a few. I suppose technically that's nine years. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, Dean um, just died. So I was always more of into the manga side of stuff. Um, oh, cool. I think I had some Captain America comics and some of those old classic Star Wars comics like back when I was a kid. Nice. But otherwise, yeah, uh, All Star Superman was the first comic I picked off the shelf, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll give this a whirl." And uh, the rest is history. What about you, James? What's your kind of like trajectory on how you got into comics? Well, ooh, crikey. Um, well, I I moved around a bit when I was a kid, like through to mm. a couple of different places in Europe because my parents worked for the Foreign Office. Definitely not mm. spies. <laughs> <laughs> possibly spies they won't tell me mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. so you know i lived in italy and austria and in those places um superhero comics never really got the foothold mm. um so in italy disney comics are huge oh like, yeah, yeah. Mm. enormous uh, topolino and paparino which is you know mickey mouse and donald duck respectively uh mm-hmm. please ignore my pronunciation um <laughs> and um and then you know i kind of the only cartoon channel that we could get that I could find that had cartoons that I could tune in on our box telly was just nothing but um, Italian dubbed anime. Oh, right. Which was not censored at all. So one of my favorite (laughs) cartoons growing up was the uh, the original Saint Seiya cartoon, where in the first episode, the main character who is, you know, as pure as the driven snow, um, karate chops a guy's ear off. And there's a, (laughs) camera hold on the twitching ear on the ground for like like three seconds and i was maybe about six years old watching this just going yeah rock and roll (laughs) so you know that was kind of so it was euro comics and manga for ages because my parents were teaching me how to read off like asterix and tintin and stuff like that oh bless and then for ages the only exposure i had to american comics was random issues of wizard because for some reason the newsstand in my uh my dad's work you know it got issues of wizard in but it didn't get actual comics in so i would read issues of wizard and then i would just make up in my head like what those comics were actually about what was actually right. inside them. <laughs> i've Except never heard of wizard before mm. you never heard of wizard magazine before no it's probably for the best <laughs> it, 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 I mean, it sounds like it left an impression it was, in retrospect, not really a force for good in comics. It was one of those things where they have like the top ten hot writer artists, and they were all not that. <laughs> That's been haunting me all week ever since I saw that. Oh, did you see it? Like it's just a parade. <gasps> it's a parade of, of of white white guys and mustaches. <laughs> I'm convinced they're the exact same person, but like throughout time, <laughs> and they've just taken on, and they've just taken on different names throughout because they just all look like they've got different stages of balding. Or like um, those comics where you meet the alternate reality versions of the same character, and one's a cowboy, yeah. and one's a, <laughs> yeah. except they're all they're all just basic. Yeah, <laughs> I think that yeah, they're just all like you said, basic white guys in their like thirties and forties. Like, listen, listen, like co- people in comics, they make comics, and that's what they're good for. Like, they don't have good skincare regimes, or um, <laughs> you now, know, now, they, let's th- now, now, easy. <laughs> Uh, did I hit a nerve there, Jade? No, no, I'm just... Listen, as a, a spotty, greasy goblin, I'm just defending... 
<laughs> no, you know me. I don't like to insult people based on appearance. I like to insult them based on how shitty their work is. So, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> on that note, let's create our own work. Let's create shall we? our own shitty. Hero. <laughs> yeah, we've really set the bar quite high here. Oh yeah. 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 After tearing down the top ten artists of the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, let's kick off our generator. I'm not saying there's a lack of creativity in choosing the generator, but I feel as though with your uh, work, James, that it is only natural that we embark on the Lucha name generator. I am shocked. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first of many twists in this week's episode. Um, and it is a three-stage uh, generator. Ooh. So what we'll... F- First off, James, we're going to take... So basically, part one is take the month of your birthday. Okie dokie. Wait, are you going to steal my identity? <laughs> yeah. I need your credit card, and then... <laughs> oh, um, I mean, if, if you want, name. you can you can make up a completely different birthday if you feel like it. Um, t- number two is take the number of your birthday, uh, so the date of the month. And then three is take the last number of your birth year. Okie dokie. Um, so, for number one, what have we got for month? Uh, we have May. Okay, so we have got Hurricane. Hurricane. Ooh. Good strong yes. start. Strong yep. start. Uh, take the number of your birthday, so between 1 and 31. 27. Ninja. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. And then we've got the last number of your birth year. Four. Uh, uh, uh. Ooh. Okay, so we've got uh, Hurricane Ninja de la Muerte. Oh, the, the Hurricane Ninja Jesus. of Death. Jesus. Which... I mean, we were talking about 90s comics. I'm pretty yeah. sure that sounds... <laughs> That's Spawn's best friend right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm, I'm just making a note of this so I never forget it, ever. <laughs> this, is, this is a guy who had one uh, one issue of his comic release that sold six million copies and then <laughs> issue two came out like eight years later. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean... Is is that is that the direction you want to go in, James? Is this is this character a comic character in their universe? Sorry, can you say that? How do is, you is mean? That... What? What do you mean, Dean? Are, are you establishing a universe and then saying, but by the way, this character isn't going to live in that universe? No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, like in in the universe of this comic that the four of us are creating. Yes. Yeah. The the character. Yes. Uh, Hurricane Ninja de la Muerte. Is a comic book character in that universe? Oh, so you're saying that there's a bunch of people. So we're creating a comic where people are reading comics about this ninja. Oh, yes. I see. You're, you're 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 taking a diving board straight into the meta aspect, yeah, aren't you? So like, like like the pirate comic in Watchmen. Have I got that right? Yes. Yes. Like that. Right. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Don't idea. feel you need to do that. That's that's just a. <laughs> That's quite a diving board. That's the uh, that's the top diving board that everyone kind of shuffles off. I feel like this could be a comment that La Mariposa reads. Oh, that, that, that would be cool. Like she doesn't get that it's like um, it's just horrible, grim, dark. It never occurs to her that anyone would ever take it seriously. Yeah. So, so similar to your Saint Seiya uh, experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So like you know, I don't. I never thought that karate chopping an ear off would be a good thing to do. <laughs> I just thought it looked rad. I like that. I, I'm picturing this as like um, some very heavy-handed writing style uh, analysis of like the meaning of death, but then you know, 
you've got you've got a character reading it who's like fucking sunshine and just being like, yeah, well, as long as you live your life to the fullest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee golly, this guy invented a lot of leather. <laughs> what does he need all those blades for? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of imagining. I'm kind of imagining the ninja as kind of like a, a Taz the Tasmanian devil, but with shuriken. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yes. Okay, we are getting awfully violent here, and I, I throw, love it. Can I throw something into the pot? Go on. Oh, please. You absolutely this, this can. Did you yes. know that within the juggalo community... <laughs> please, please tell me. Ninja is their equivalent of comrade. I see. It's, it's a term <laughs> of solidarity for each other. They call each other my ninjas. <laughs> I just, I just gotta laugh it out. Hold on. I see. This is like One Piece fans going, "You're my Nakama," because they forgot the word friend. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's so. Uh, they're they're just a hurricane friend then, a hurricane friend of death. They're a friend of hurricanes everywhere. <laughs> okay. Um. So this 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 comic this in universe comic stars this like wildly dark nineties ass Liefeld ass character. Mm-hmm. But now is this is this produced by the hero themselves or is this Oh you mean is um, this like marketing for this shitty hero? Is it a zine? A zine <laughs> Yes it's a zine <laughs> Oh my god just just him and the fucking um at the uh, the photocopier in like um, <laughs> some like news agent or something just in full costume by the way. Uh, do you need the guillotine to trim your pages? No, I brought my own. <laughs> <laughs> and he just like hits it with his shoulder. He's got blades on his shoulders because they all do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! And they they they're just like up until like two a.m. folding them as well naturally. Okay, okay, but but um, there's lots of failed copies of the zine on the floor. Uh, in sort of a circular arrangement, because this hero, they can't, like, just slice things straight forward. They always have to spin like a hurricane in order to cut stuff, which means there's yes. a lot of misses. So, like, their bleed allowance has to be, like, a centimetre <laughs> or more. Maybe that's why they go for the zine. They just get smaller and smaller. For- like, yeah. They originally enti- thought it would be... This really prestige kind of looking comic, mm-hmm. but but as it's gone on and the the more bleed they've needed, the kind of they've only got certain types of paper at the news agents, <laughs> so they've had to really like cram it down onto a nice little like trash can comic. <laughs> and let, let, let's let's be frank here, uh, this guy is gonna love bleeds. <laughs> they love like people bleeding. They love comics bleeding. They're they're built for bleeds. They're they're, they're built for making their own little itty bitty. That hey guys, this is my Perzine. This is all about like me and my life, how I save people from like burning buildings and stuff no, no, by no, cutting no, the, no, the wall no, no, off. No, no, no. They they'd be that zine type that's like, I made this, but you you don't have to read it. I don't even fucking care if you read it. God. <laughs> I didn't make it for you, I made it for me. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, so oh. just checking. So the Sunshine Happy Person, they're not in it anymore. But so the hurricane is making a zine of themselves. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the I just want to be just be on the same character page. was like an example of someone. Who That's might fine. Read cool. It. I just want to just throw in that kid out. Just <laughs> get, get I just, the just kid just, out of here. Get, get him out of here. Um, I just wanted to kind of for him. 
Yeah. Um, I just wanted to get that kind of. <laughs> it's got like the little sc- scrawled like 80 plus in the corner. <laughs> Uh, it's got the Comics Code Authority like that, there on it the is. cover, but it's been cut in half. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this 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 hero sounds like an absolute legend character. <laughs> oh, and obviously they're gonna maybe they could. Oh no, if they're gonna be precious about their zine, I don't suppose they could do like a little hurricane and just throw out copies of it. Oh no, they? I like that. I like that. I when I said that they say things like, "Oh, you don't have to read it." They mean the opposite. They really, really <laughs> want people to read it. Like, they wouldn't go to all that trouble of cutting them perfectly, sort of, and then <laughs> flinging them out if they didn't want people to read them. I reckon the hurricane <laughs> is the distribution model. And yes. he's friend mm. of the hurricanes. Mm-hmm, so they're his street team. Mm. And the hurricanes are his friends because he was the first person to give them names. Oh. oh. Could they be like a misunderstood villain? Yeah. How so? Potentially. Well, if you think about it, if they're going to be summoning up hurricanes to distribute their things, if you were to get numbers of hurricanes turning up in your neighbourhood, you'd immediately think, oh, it's some kind of weather-based villain. Yeah. Just call it, like, they, they may be throwing out zines and stuff, but, you know, the the trash bags, they're all over the street now. <laughs> it's I like mean, a, I... like a little public menace. Yeah, a fallen tree crushed my car, but I guess I have 80 zines now. <laughs> <laughs> So are you saying people are like, oh, have you heard about this new weather villain? And we've got our hero here being like, no, no, I'm, I'm like, I cut stuff. Oh my god. Oh, and and what they try, and then for the next issue of the zine, they try and do a thing about why they're so good and not a villain. Ah. So maybe, so maybe they're trying to balance out like their own like public relations. This is one of those kind zines, of ruining it. This is one of those zines that has like some art pages but then you get to one page and it's like a handwritten essay across a double page spread <laughs> on their oh, ethics God. as a hero it's like typewritten and then they cut it out and pasted it in so it looks like a <laughs> <Yeah>. ransom note <laughs> this is this is excellent um so what about okay we, we've we've got the the distribution model the, the zine hurricane. we've got that all da- mm-hmm. that is that is down pat let's let's talk more about the the Sir Dillamorte, like let's let's talk about them. I was going to say those uh, typed up, cut up little messages. There'll be some very edgy things in there, like I I walk the same path as death. He is my comrade. He is my ninja. <laughs> this guy's just got to be played by Glenn Danzig in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, so if they were like a villain in the past, like why? Oh, no, um, I don't think they were a villain in the past, but I think they're being misunderstood. They're misunderstood, though. So they're being so they may have very good intentions, mm-hmm. but due to the how well their power is practically a natural disaster. Yeah. So <laughs> there's there's no real good way of coming across in that. Like e- even Storm isn't looked at upon favorably. Mm. Um. So I think they've is- yeah they've got good intentions. They're just seen as maybe a villain's the wrong word, but like the public menace kind of. Like real street level, mm. an anti-hero, like an eye roller. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay. Now, um, and they they're using the zine to sort of like try and correct their 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 PR situation. Mm. Um. So how how does that how does that work for them? What what are the the results? What what kind of stories can we mine from this situation? I promise, like a lot of narrative power, oh. like in our pitch <laughs> meeting. That. So I need to kind of hit that. Please. Well, we could go to our old standby. 
the bank job. <laughs> How so? So James, um, sometimes you know when we're brainstorming superheroes, we need some sort of like grounded. A fixed point situation in order to sort of gather who they are and how they act. How they deal with, like, crime in action. Hmm. And we like to go to the old bank job. How does Hurricane Ninja De La Muerte deal with a bank job? As in perpetrating it? As in stopping the crime, I suppose. <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose this is the thing. It's like, if you've got a hero who is who has hurricane and money is very light... Things may oh, go dear. arise, wouldn't they? Yeah, so you could you could picture them like uh, hurricaning in, so like spinny blades, and they're cutting up some of these bank robbers, and oh, they're the reciting oh, some edgy shit about death. But then their hurricane ability, the spinning is like whipping up a frenzy, and all the money is like flying out through like windows and shit, and <laughs> basically uh, the news paints it as. Um, str- like public menace and squad escape with money. <laughs> okay, so here's, here's what I here's what I'm thinking. Right, Go goes in, mm-hmm. tries to thwart the crime, does manage mm-hmm. to thwart the crime. No one can hear anything that he's saying because of the <laughs> hurricane level winds. Yeah, um, but the zines are there. So he winds mm-hmm. up kind of becoming. There is a misunderstanding because he causes mm-hmm. a fair amount of chaos. Right. But, you know, people find copies of the zines and he starts to form a bit of a kind of an, a countercultural movement. And he was just there to try and do oh. some good. But now people are thinking, oh, this guy's here to smash the state and smash the banking infrastructure because he literally <laughs> smashed this bank and then left his manifesto lying around. Yeah, I suppose if you're blowing out a bunch of money and then replacing it with zines, that's like that's like the most extreme <laughs> version of like a convention. We're yes, going to I... make zines the new currency. Information yeah. is the only true currency. <laughs> I'm just picturing as well. So you mentioned like no one can hear his like edgy lines. So he's saying shit like that, and you can picture it uh, as a scene, like a very close up on his face as he's like, "Zines will be the only form of true currency, spreading information." But then we zoom out, and it's just like a speech bubble with like a squiggly line in it, and everyone's like, "What's that? <laughs> what?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I. <laughs> I love this. Like, I, th- I think, I think you might crack this wide open. Like, well, what? hold on. So, I just want to check. Do they? Does uh, Ninja Della Muerte? Do they know that they're being this object of counterculture, or is this once again like another misunderstanding? I think this is a. I, I think this is a person who just, much like the wind, <clears throat> kind of just goes with the flow. Mm. So, he's oh, so, like, so they may be quite into it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. You'd just be kind of like, uh, uh, all right. So like he, well, they decided to rob the bank because they know that that's what heroes are supposed to do, and then they wind up becoming a countercultural icon. So they're just like, um, okay. And I suppose, suppose it's better than better than villain. Yeah, he, yeah. To be honest, they just want to make their zine, but they have these powers. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, please, please just read the articles. They're really good. <laughs> the publicity is positive. People enjoy the zines and enjoy Hurricane de la Muerte. This, this it's performance, all going great. This performance aspect is not really me. Like, my art is more about the printed word. Yes, my God. <laughs> they seem to be coming a bit... Like, I'm really... It's almost like they've been rebooted now, because they were at the start this really serious 90s character, and now they've got maybe like a slam poet. <laughs> oh, they still are. 
Is that not very 90s in itself? Like snapping your fingers as applause and all that <laughs> stereotypical bullshit. Maybe the edgy 90s thing is like a statement. Mm. Mm. It, it, it's how I reflect culture back to you. Capitalism <laughs> is nothing but sharp edges and ways to, you know, in, impale yourself on the system. This is you. <laughs> I like how you worked in impale yourself on the system because mm. knives, sharp things. Of course. He's, he's a ninja, isn't he? So... <laughs> So, so think, what are they? What is their costume like? I was gonna say, can it be very like dark? Because I was just thinking about that sunshine example character again, being like, I do like this, you know, this whole statement, but just wish there was a little, little bit more color in it, you know. <laughs> it, it's got to be a bright enough color that it could just have loads and loads of cross hatching on it. <laughs> don't please, talk to Jane about cross hatching, please. <laughs> Oh yeah, I forgot. Whatever we talk about must be replicated in terms of the illustration. I mean, you know, maybe if only like a certain little like square of light hits it, then you can really see the cross hatching. Otherwise, it's just yeah. total light block coloring. Yes, yes, please. That sounds good. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. As you can say, I'll get rid of my other idea about them traveling in a chariot pulled by 18 horses then oh yeah no i I feel like that isn't really gelling with the vibe of the character no i guess not (laughs) i I mean 18 hurricanes no not that either i mean you can just draw a triangle and then draw some little like semicircles around it isn't that how it works (laughs) i mean hurricanes don't even have the visual kind of iconography of like a tornado oh actually yeah i'm talking about tornado aren't i yeah Hurricanes oh wait, just... no, I I was thinking of tornadoes as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm I... drawing a tornado though. I want to. Yeah, print print the legend. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I feel hmm. like we need to come back around because we've established a lot of this hurricane whisper tornado uh, <laughs> ninja iconography to this character but we haven't really dealt mm. with the de la muerte aspect mm. except to say like they say edgy things about death sometimes. Could it, could it be yes. more than that? It's their surname of the uh, New Hampshire de la Muertes. Fair. <laughs> but that's well, not very visually we, appealing th- at all. Hmm. No, we, we, we've um, got it now. That's that. It could be um, something to do with their alter ego. Hmm. I mean, What if they're like, I don't know, um, possessed by the ghosts of poets, but they're being filtered through someone with no actual talent? <laughs> of, hmm. of, the, of the great zine makers of the past. So someone who thinks someone who thinks they're like this talented poet and they've been chosen by these ghosts of previous poets. Yes. Or actually, do they think that the ghosts of the poets are going through them? Or what if the ghosts of the poets are manifested in the hurricane slash tornadoes? And that's how he names them. Mm. So you've got Hurricane Shelley and Hurricane Whitman and <laughs> Hurricane Rossetti and so on. <laughs> okay, I, I very much like that idea. And they're endlessly frustrated by his bad poetry. But all they can do is howl and blow stuff around. They try and like, you know, give him some gentle critiques, but he's like, no, listen, this is my vision. Yes. I'm not accepting critique on this scene right now. Thank you. <laughs> well, will you will you accept some critique next time you photocopy some? No, no, definitely not. This is all very good. I I very much enjoy like the the like Ra- Mount Rushmore of poets in tornadoes. <laughs> that that's incredible. Um, uh, channeling these poets, though, are we are we 
do we want to use these poets as some sort of source of superpower as well? Could we have like no, no, Virginia Woolf? Don't don't forget that we wanted to say that this character's like uh, oxymoron nature was that they have these powers, but that's not what they want. So like the the ninja power, the hurricane tornado power, is not <laughs> what they're keen on using. So oh. it's completely unrelated to their their slam poetry zines. So we can't have Virginia Woolf, Hurricane Virginia Woolf coming out throwing ovens at people. We can't. <laughs> we're not doing that. I'm going to say no. Same. I, I, I think the, the, the Poets Peanut Gallery sounds a lot more fun at the moment. It's, it's more <laughs> fun to imagine them frustrated because they can't physically do anything. They can only watch in horror... As our <laughs> hero continues to photocopy this zine that they have not approved, but for some reason there's <laughs> quotes from them in it that are like, this inspired me, and they're like, no, we didn't, you're not listening. That's oh no, I they're using it. rhyming couplets again. <laughs> <laughs> it's the AABB again. <laughs> please, please, just, just make a book, make a hard book, <laughs> please. Diversify your verses. <laughs> Um, oh, I tell you what, this this hero is coming together so easily. Like, um, you, you you're a natural at this, James. Oh, thank you. Usually, usually it'll take us, you know, forty five, fifty minutes, and then we're like, <laughs> oh, what about this idea? Oh, we gotta close it out. I mean, my entire character creation process is just I'll be like, ha, and then I'll think too hard about the idea, and then it'll eventually turn into <laughs> a character. That that's the way it goes, really. It's just. You know, you focus too much on the things that are required, but you don't focus enough on the things that you yourself like, you know? Oof, and like... I'm feeling called out here. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's all about what makes the soul happy. And this this makes my soul happy. You know, I, I studied English in university and hearing about these like angry poets makes me just, you know, very satisfied as someone who <laughs> probably made a lot of poets angry during their, uh, <laughs> their, their degree. Just, just uh, ghostly Statler and Waldorf just floating around the sky. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it would be a useful storytelling device just to have those guys up there saying like, "You, f- you fucking idiot! What are you doing?" <laughs> um, no, I was going to ask, like, what's the? So we've kind of got like the beginnings of like a little narrative yeah. thing going. Where is this grand story of hurricane tornadoes uh, and poets? <laughs> like, where does it take us? Like, what would be like the big climax to this story would they have hmm. to utilize are they eventually going to utilize poetry in a um pleasing fashion or does it not really matter because you know art is subjective type can thing. i don't come at me can i that. pitch <laughs> can i can i pitch a real a real quick thing go on hmm. now james you said earlier about wanting that that turtles money you want some of that that big sellout <laughs> showrunner money i do yes what what if um, Hurricane Ninja de la Muerte, you know, what if they get approached about, like, making this zine, this this crime-fighting, counterculture um, phenomenon of a zine into, like, into something more, something more marketable, something more palatable to the masses, something that perhaps goes against their, you know, their artistic code of ethics. What about that? So the work gets co-opted, or he signs the deal, and then they, he, but he's not read the fine print. I mean that that 
that's more in character. I like that very much. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe they, um, you know, they do like a Rage Against the Machine thing. They they partner with the system in order to fight against the system, but they don't realize that they've fallen into this mess of corporate contracts. Yeah, because and... let's all clarify, that's a fucking myth. You can't break a thing from inside. Just break it. I, I, I will. <laughs> Good, right, I'm glad, I'm glad we clarified. Go, go forth, break things. That, 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 that's what happens at the end of the, uh, at the end of each issue, there's a little box and it'll just say, you can't break things from the inside. <laughs> that might be the moral of my next little Mariposa story. <laughs> yeah, exactly, there you go. You don't you have can, to tell have us, one. Jade. You don't have to tell us. We are we are all in either comics or podcasting. Stop. <laughs> We're breaking nothing. Um, okay, could the like say the straw that breaks the broke the camel's back for this be as they're approaching like the f- the first issue of their zine is getting published uh, officially. Oh. But then yeah. it comes down to oh no, don't worry, we'll deal with the bleeds. <gasps> and, the, and for this is like no, I like. There's there's gonna be there's a good line in there, but I haven't quite you know, there's gotta be that good little like I'm the one who something bleeds. I I've got time for bleeds. <laughs> yeah. Some basically they've got to take ownership of the bleeds and it's gonna be the thing that kind of breaks them back out and if oh, gives okay. information okay. free. Okay, hold wait, on. Wait, wait, I got it, I got it, mm-hmm. I got it. Go on. My heart bleeds. See, I was gonna pitch. I think I think my mic cut out. Then hold on. I said <laughs> my heart bleeds. Yeah, great. Okay, but here's my one, which is gonna be way better. You bleed, I'll die. Oh, because if they oof. do, if they do the bleeds, his integrity will be lost. Ooh, that's it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's the that's the flavor. <laughs> yeah. Um. So maybe. So it's more about so the kind of the heroism in this story kind of comes from yeah the freedom of information and the freedom of publishing. Oh, it's it's one of these we've accidentally made a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> I did have an alternative take for the climax of his story that's a little more uh, like a little less kind of depressing when we're thinking about the state <laughs> of industries in general. Go on. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I had an image of kind of just going full Kirby with it. Um, okay. And this intergalactic sort of force, this Galactus-like force called uh, Kerouac, comes down oh. and demands um, a poetry slam battle for the fate of Earth. <laughs> and no one could quite complete compete, but finally, uh, Hurricane Ninja de la Muerte learns to listen to his hurricane friends, and together they collaborate on a perfect haiku. <laughs> I like I like the collaboration angle, which is why hmm. I would like to add to it, perhaps. Oh. Um, I wonder if a nice uh, swerve's the best way I can put this. Like a swerve on the story is like this hero figuring out that like he can he can still make a difference with his like he can still have an impact with his zines, regardless of whether he's the sole creator or not so like it has just as much worth if he is the only person involved Mm. as if he like lets other people become involved so not just the ghosts but like his community yeah it doesn't dilute the product it enriches it like a delicious cocktail exactly (laughs) Mm. and they stare directly into the camera 
uh, in this comic, this is ha- being a comic, by the way. No, they don't even stare directly into the camera. They just stare directly at the, the, the credits that says, you know, illustrated by Jade Sarson, written by Josh <laughs> Randall, James Lawrence, and Dean McKnight, uh, edited by the same people. It's, it's an important lesson that we have to teach a lot of people, you know, not to get real for a second, but I'm going to get real. Mm-hmm. We hear a lot about, you know, these these movie directors and these game developers, just these single name people. And, you know, oh, yeah. And you don't you ignore the team behind them. Exactly. Exactly. You know, Steven Spielberg didn't just like poop out a Jaws, did he? Mm. That took it took a village to make a make a shark. Attack. <laughs> that's certainly a way to put it um it would be good if this hero could learn then that like you don't need to be the face of change like mm. change can happen even if you aren't the person that's getting like glory for it so i it would be cool to see this edgy poetry knife boy just <laughs> figure out that he doesn't have to spin in somewhere cut shit up make shit bloody and then be like, yeah, I stopped badness. Here's some slam poetry. Whoosh, I'm gone. Like, he can figure out, actually, I don't need to do that first bit. I could could just distribute the zines. And, and then- what it'll be punctuated by is, because they're going to be covered in like all these like sheaths with knives in them. Mm-hmm. They're going to take one of the knives out and replace it with a pen. Oh. <sighs> oh. Oh. That, that's a good one, Josh. Oh, but they can keep the shoulder one... blades there because they're, they're cool. <laughs> one time, I mean, you, you can't just take those off, can you? No, no. Well, that's when he gets <laughs> a costume change, and instead of blades all over his costume, it's just nibs. Nibs. Giant, uh, those are sharp. And nibs. Oh yeah, those definitely. are fucking sharp. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a good compromise. Mm. Mm. Um, I was going to say tiny anecdote. Then this could happen with your nib suggestion, James, or with the knives. Um, but I just pictured a small moment where they. I don't know what the situation would be, but I'd really like to see it happen in this story is like flinging a nib slash knife into like <laughs> um, a pole and it pinning a zine to it. That's the last shot of the comic. Well, there you go. That's the last shot, Jade. <laughs> like, yeah, you're, you've, you've just got that one little panel where it's just like, you think they're going to take out a knife, but instead, no, then you just get the little, you get that one panel that's just like the movement lines. And then it just like yep. kind of goes straight into oh, the... Oh, uh... man. I'm going to be honest. Like, it's not always that we record an episode and we come to the end and I have such a vivid image for the illustration ready. <laughs> but this one, I think I got it. <laughs> oh, good. Cross-hatching nice. and all. Just, yeah. just just, a square of cross-hatch. Just a square. <laughs> That's all we ask. I've got another image of like a panel of, of them walking away from a trash can with a load of zines sticking out of it, and he's just like, oh. Hurricane, Hurricane Ninja de la Muerte, no more. <laughs> oh, I'm afraid we've already done that, Omar. We, 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 we uh, do like a Spider Man cover pastiche. I can't oh, yeah, do it for every hero, though. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm very glad you're getting into the visual side of it. Because, um, you know, this is a comic, we need to think of visuals in this audio medium. Um, any any last ideas before we wrap it up? Our, our time is growing short. Uh, James, any other things you, you feel need to be included in uh, Hurricane Ninja de la Muerte's story at all? Um, the only thing I thought was just like, we're talking about the poets possessing tornadoes. We'll, we'll just call them mm. tornadoes now. Uh, particular poets <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. of you know, you know, the characters. Because they're mm. like kind of a Greek mm. chorus. So I thought he would have like a 
a concrete set. What do you mean? And then guess well, like he'd have his core crew, his core like post go it um post go oh, ghost right, right. poet tornado crew and then right. maybe occasionally guest ones. Yes. <laughs> okay. I, I like that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what so, what about you chumps? What else what else can we add? Are you chumps? Well, I've already I mean, with after that comment I'm inclined to mention nothing. Well, you you're just bringing this comic down with your own ego then, aren't you? <laughs> oh. I don't he... know. Does with the last panel of the zine getting pushed on, does that bright little kid we mentioned at the start of the podcast take it down and just read it and say, "Hey, gee, that's that looks cool." Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. <laughs> gee whiz. I think the typography could be better, but you know. <laughs> gets a gets a pen nib to the uh, to the shoulder. Anyway, um, I think. That is gonna do it for us. I think I think we've got a pretty decent story for this um, pretentious <laughs> autistic edge lord that is at home both in the uh, the coffee house and in Image Comics in the nineties. Um, <laughs> James, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for hopping on and creating this whole shebang with us. Thanks very much for having me. Like uh, I've wanted to come on for a while, so I'm I'm glad that you guys are getting guests on now. Yes, we're sorry it took so long. <laughs> no, it's fantastic. It's a great show. I mean, it's it's probably been about a hundred episodes. <laughs> I feel like we I don't feel like we asked you very early on in the process. I remember getting a flyer from uh, you guys about three four thought bubbles ago. And yep. Just yeah, and just that going, oh, that'll probably be. Yeah, I think we might have been about seven episodes in at that point. <laughs> I think we, we, whichever designs we had on the leaflets, I think were the only episodes we had out at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Woof. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for coming on. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, if people want to check out your work, uh, where are you at? Where are your handles? Like, wh- how can people see your stuff? <laughs> where are your handles? My handles, your handles? Uh, they're mostly on the sides these days. But, uh, I'm some pretty good ones on the back as well. No, um, uh, you can find me on Twitter at KingFridayJoe. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at uh, Jimmy Dean Sausages, which I did not know was a brand of hot dogs in the States when I uh, started the account. Um, I get a lot of strange comments. Um, and you can read the adventures of The Legend of La Mariposa um, at longlivelamariposa.tumblr.com. And uh, keep an eye on my Twitter because I'll shortly be announcing my uh, next Kickstarter as well. Ooh, ooh, very ooh. nice. Also, that that uh, comic handle is a uh, pretty fucking cool. Uh, right. Speaking of cool handles, Josh, tell them. My handles are also at my side, um, <laughs> but the handles that we really want you to uh, listen to are uh, BBR underscore podcast, uh, which is our Twitter. And what you can do is you can uh, follow us. Uh, we'll put up polls. We'll put up illustrations. We'll be talking about James's work next week, uh, which would be fun. We'll be linking up all that kind of stuff. Um, and mm-hmm. also, if you leave a review on there, or like, you know, if you spread the good burpee word on Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, however you get your podcasts, what we could do is we may stick your name through a name generator, and you too can be our hero. Yes, please. Just like we we threw in a uh, James's name today, that could be you. Well, not name, but we have got most of the details I'd need for a uh, fraud. Yeah. Do you want my national insurance number as well? <laughs> <laughs> it's worth mentioning as well that uh, if you are a fellow, you know, 
comic or hero creator of some kind, you know, artist, writer, whatever, and you enjoy the show and you think you have what it takes to come on and create a shitty, shitty hero, why not get in touch? <laughs> Please. We, we would love to have you on. If you know someone who who is creatively inclined, just hit them up. Let's see, let's see what we can do, right? And, I mean, considering some of the heroes that we have churned out, you don't have to be that creative. No. Like, uh, Eve, <laughs> Eve, Eve said, like, I like shitty heroes, and I've just latched onto that as a definition for the ones that we create. <laughs> it's just perfect. That's kind of hero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Um, one last time, James, thank you so much. Um, we have created a new child, and we'll love them for the rest of time. I hope you love them as well. They're yours now. <laughs> oh, that's too much responsibility. <laughs> Well, all that's left for me to say is that you've been bitten by a radioactive podcast. I am Dean, DMing you my latest issue of DA, Dean's DM McKnight. I'm Jade, nibs are way too sharp, Sarson. And I am Josh, don't forget to add bleed to all of your work, Randall. <laughs> Thank you so much. Goodbye. Goodbye.